When we stand on the threshold of any given moment, that moment is different than that which preceded it and that which will inevitably follow it. It's merely just a string of tiny epochs kind of weighing and pulling and straining on one another. But each individual epoch or epoch um, is still at some point at that precise moment in time still unique. And on these verges, on these almost incalculable small moments, they're almost unobservable moments. They're, it's kind of the epics between epics. Um, it's the, the space between happening itself. That's where somewhere within that vacancy a change occurs which transforms one epoch into another epoch. And there is always this movement, there are always these uh, spaces, there's always this change and it's a change that is inevitable, these epochs between epochs um, has to occur in order for epoch A to become epoch B, or more simply put, for happening A to become happening B. So these changes that occur between the movements of happening are inevitable, but to a certain degree they can be controlled. So within that free space, within that those epics between epics, there's some sort of free agent or some sort of catalyst for change. Um, whatever it is you might want to call that thing. It's, it's something that happens between the epics that transforms the first happening and morphs it into the second happening. So there's never really a stasis, even within the epochs. You can never really point to an epoch or to a moment um, and say that everything is static. Everything um, uh, is that particular way, frozen in that particular way, because everything is relational. And it's this relation between things within happening. And I realize this is a little bit more abstract than I usually like to think. However, it's okay to think um, in some abstractions sometimes, but um, everything is within happening relational to one another. And yet, um, because of this relation, things are able to happen, right? Um, if there was only one thing within the universe and the entire universe was just that one thing, then there probably wouldn't be a lot of happening. This is an important point to realize because in our universe, there are lots of different happenings and 
those different happenings and interactions change one another, and then they change the universe itself. So, happening A, or, or thing A, happens upon thing B, and it creates uh, thing A1 and thing B1. Maybe doesn't necessarily change those things, um, but makes them slightly different. It keeps their identity, their initial identity, but changes them a little bit. Because there are these large amounts of different things within our universe that all interact and work together. But what I'm curious about here is what causes these interactions? What is it that is the catalyst for change? What is it what is that force? What is that agent between happening? I mean Again, yes, it's true that there are a bunch of different things in our universe that, that we are aware of and that happen within this structure of, of being as we know it. But there's got to be some catalyst for change. So what is it? I'm not necessarily out to answer this question, but I am out to raise the question. Because I think it's important that we look at it and that we ask ourselves, what is it that causes change? It seems so inane. It seems so obvious. Most people will tell you, well, time. Time causes change. And that is, to a certain degree, very true. Time Time certainly uh, helps to usher change from place to place. But I'm kind of skeptical that it is time and time alone that causes change. I think maybe time is the construct within or that allows change um, to happen within its framework, but I'm not sure it's really the catalyst for change. I'm wondering if it's not something much simpler. I'm wondering if it's something much more ready to hand, much more present than something as abstract as time. And I'm, I'm not looking at, at this particular moment, no pun intended, to discover what time necessarily is. However, I, I do think that for the nature of this discussion and thought, that we understand that we often simply give time maybe a little bit too much credit for change when posed with that question that we're sort of circling around here, what causes change? We sort of default to this answer of time. Time causes change. But again, I'm wondering if it's something much more simplistic than that. I'm wondering if it isn't
that thing between epics, if that thing between happening itself, I'm wondering if it isn't the observer or an observer that changes things. I'm wondering if it isn't a consciousness that changes things. Because isn't it simply our relation, our perspective? I mean, this is a pretty common turn of phrase, right? You know, you change, change your perspective. And you might say, well, yeah, that's just a, again, that's a, that's a phrase, that's, 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 something, that's a, something that we say. It doesn't have necessarily any reality within the context of what we're talking about. But I'm not so sure. Because I'm not convinced that there would be happening outside of consciousness. And I don't care what modern science says. And at this current juncture, I think modern science, to a great extent, ironically enough, would completely agree with that statement. Um, this has to do with you know particle physics and uh, uh, string theory, uh, different variations on string theory. But let's not get into that. Let's be much more simple about it. Let's think much more direct and much, much more clear. Because we don't need a bunch of instruments. We don't need a bunch of scientific tools to see what is. It's something we can always, no matter what the subject is, what is can be discovered by us by simply looking at it and thinking clearly. Not even thinking, just seeing it. <laughs> You don't need to know, to, to think about what it is that you see or feel to understand it. But again, I digress. I wonder if there's any happening whatsoever outside of consciousness. I wonder if there's any catalyst for change outside of individual perception. And again, I'm not out to necessarily answer this question, but I am in a, a very much out to ask it and to raise it and to keep it in our, our minds as we go forward and interact and participate within uh, our little individual daily epochs. Because I really, really wonder if there is any change outside of consciousness. And I, I, I'm not convinced that things necessarily happen without consciousness. Now, I'm not saying if consciousness was wiped off uh, the face of the earth in the human form, if human, human consciousness was, was uh, no more. I'm not saying that, you know, there would be, you know, no more growth of trees or, I don't know, no more, you know, clapping of ocean waves against the shore. But there might not be. 
there might not be any universe at all outside of our own consciousness. It may very well be, and it is stranger than any science fiction or any absurd thought we can come up with, but it may well be that we ourselves create these different perceptions and these different perspectives and we ourselves create change and create time. Now remember before we said that if the universe was comprised of only one thing there wouldn't be much change, right? I mean there wouldn't there wouldn't be much happening at all. It would all be itself within itself. It would be just one homogenous substance, whatever that thing was. All act the same, all be the same. There, there would be no action whatsoever. But that's not our universe. Again, our universe is this near infinite, if not infinite, multitude of happening and occurrence and interaction. And one interaction sparks an infinite amount of others. And from that one interaction, from, from an infinite amount of interactions before, that one interaction was able to come into existence. But then again, everything in this universe does come from a singular source. And again, I'm not concerned with what modern science has to say, even though I think <laughs> that modern science would very much agree with that statement. If you follow the popular theory or notion of the day that there was a big bang that was the inception of the universe. But everything, because everything interacts within this closed system of this universe, everything already kind of is from a similar source. And everything already is one action itself. Now, I don't want to go off into this abyss of abstractness and absurdity and start talking um, in any sort of, I don't know, new age, newfangled way about oneness and wholeness and yada yada. There is something to be said for all that, but I, I think we've we've heard all that mumbo jumbo type um, rhetoric. I don't think rhetoric is necessarily not the right word for it, but we've heard these sort of things before. How everything is one, and the the mystical nature of of that oneness. And again. There is certainly something profound and unique about that when it is held out of this realm of um, what's kind of become pretentious and uh, almost shallow in a way. 
so hopefully we've managed to sort of stay uh, out of that particular space. But I do hope also that through this very abstract concept, um, we've at least begun to peer into what the catalyst for change might be and where that takes us from here. Because there's, when you think of it, no real reason that anything should change if it's all just one substance, right? And, yes, we could say that, you know, as we have already, that, you know, the universe is a, a multitude of different happenings, but it all has really one source, I think. And I suppose that's debatable also, but... It's debatable, but I don't think it necessarily means that it's untrue. <laughs> so, given the, what I believe is a quite apparent reality that this universe is all comprised of one thing, and because within a closed system composed of one thing, and there are many implications to what that means as well that we won't go into. But within a closed system, all composed of one thing, again, there would be no need for anything to change. But there must be a catalyst. There must be a spark. And I believe that that spark is consciousness itself. It's something that is conscious of happening. It is something that by its own changing perception invokes happening. It propels and perpetuates change. Or what we think of as change. Because I think what we actually do think of as change, what we actually do think of as happening within time, may actually simply be a changing of perspective within eternity. <laughs>